Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Manchester United beat Chelsea. Manchester City gub West Ham. And Billy Sharp's off the mark. Whoa. It's the biggest and the best, ladies and gentlemen. Biggest, the best, better than the rest, better than the rest. <laughs> I think um, that was a song. I thought that, I was, once. that was a PR song for the World Wrestling Federation <laughs> in the early 90s. It machine Head? I, I can't remember. The people who are tuning in and, and thinking what's happening, we've been making up songs this morning. <laughs> and Pete's just done another one. There I is another the song, one. Hocus Pocus, by the wonderful band Roxette. Uh, and everyone got upset that it wasn't a real Roxette song. It was a real Roxette song. It was some Super Mario Brothers soundtrack, all right? Thank uh, you. The complete With Bob Hoskins. Wait, the unforgettable Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> the, the film itself is unforgettable enough. Imagine being able to recall the soundtrack to said film. Craziness, Peter. Craziness. Yeah, wild. Oh, the Premier League is back. It's back, baby. It's how, bigger how you, and better. How do you guys feel the other side of the Premier League returning now? Do you feel like it's like an old, comfortable jumper you've just put back on? Or do you think, oh, God, it's a bit... I'm bored of it already, or what do you think? I got very excited for Fantasy League, uh, realised that I'd benched Harry Kane and oh, I saw that, yeah. Jimenez. So. You should have done that. Should have done that. Should have done, done, done that, that yeah. Idiot. Not to worry. I'm Never currently um, 1,088th in the official Football oh, Ramble Day just League. just outside the 1,000. And 78th in the Discord Fantasy League for those who uh, are, those the purists. Are, are patrons. Yeah, so mm. it's, it's been an... Fairly inauspicious start for me, really. <laughs> That's all right. You're, you're tucked in there. Safe it's a from marathon, releg- not a sprint. Safe from relegation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> That's I don't know how many teams are in there in total. It could be 78 and 1,088 for all I know. Nonsense. Yeah. Absolute nonsense. Yes. Uh, well, let's start with, with talking about some of that Premier League action. Uh, Manchester United versus Chelsea. Jose Mourinho looking on in that safe studio of his. <laughs> he, lo- he looked well. He did look very well. Th- I enjoyed it him suits digging- him to be in an almost literal ivory tower <laughs> overlooking everyone. I enjoyed him uh, digging out Luke Shaw. Saying yes. that Harry Maguire will have to uh, cover the left back many times. Old habits die hard, Peter. Yeah. Uh, I, I, some of the fans were having a little sing-song of his name. Maybe g- Jose give us a wave. Because I think it was the crowd near the studio sure. who could see him. I he think. enjoyed it. Of course he enjoyed it. And, You'd and enjoy it. You, you can, I, I can't begrudge him that, but it, he will <laughs> interpret that as still singing my name. Yeah. Still <laughs> but, but everyone, anyway, Peter, if we I, were in, a, in I'd the put ground... The manager where, I'll put the manager on this field. If we're in a stadium and there are a load of people turn around and saw Marcus and started singing, there's only one Marcus Beller, Marcus yeah. would enjoy it. Uh, he would, but he'd be um, shrouded by the buffet, the Adidas buffet. That's true, actually. He'd be uh-huh. behind it. Uh-huh. Shrouded and, and, by it? Yeah. Like <laughs> a massive bit of phyllo pastry. Yeah, it's like, uh, what's that shameful bird that you eat? Um, oh, yeah, we have to put that a napkin over wrong. your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember what it's called, it. but you eat it whole. It's a, it's a bird that's drowned in brandy, isn't yeah. it? Oh. Yeah. And, and, the, and the bones cut the roof of your mouth and it makes it salty. It's illegal. 
It's it's, it should it's be illegal. Illegal, yeah. and it should illegal. remain illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Something okay. else that should be illegal is Chelsea's uh, inability to defend against the counter attack. <laughs> <at Old Trafford. laughs> uh, did you feel sorry for lamps? Do you ever feel sorry for lamps? It was a very um, at times um, Lampardi esque kind of forward. You know, there's a lot of um, forward momentum, mm. and that's kind of that got, got them caught at the brick. You mean he didn't have Gerard there to mop exactly. up the idea? There, there was a, there was a, exactly. a, a fantastic tweet, and the person who tweeted it, if they're listening, um, I, I salute you, but I can't find it again and mm. I can't remember their name there's a Sky Sports graphic of, mm. um, of Frank Lampard with his arms outstretched I did see that and as he puts his arms out the blue and white ticker tape comes down for Chelsea and someone referred to him in that as the Tory Night King <laughs> which that. was very enjoyable I, it was quite an enjoyable uh, little graphic actually with Frank who looked very magnificent doesn't look so good now in the rearview mirror when you've lost 4-0 in the first game of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Manchester United beat Chelsea 4-0, of course. It wasn't really a 4-0 game, was it, Luke Moore? The Chelsea played well for a good amount of time. They did. But they got undone over and over again by the same by the same tactic, if it was even a tactic. I mean, <laughs> because, because a lot of the chat early in the game was talking about how Shaw will come forward and Maguire or Lindelof will have to cover behind and they weren't covering behind as Pete kind of alluded to what Mourinho said. Um, and But Chelsea couldn't find a way to, to cut through. Of course, they hit the, hit the woodwork a couple of times. And then my my concern would probably be that when the second goal went in, the third goal came along very quickly did. and then they didn't really recover and mm-hmm. the fourth goal came in and then you all of a sudden you, you can you can do all you like about chatting to the team afterwards or chatting to the fans and mm-hmm. saying oh, it wasn't a 4-0 game. Well, you lost 4-0, and that is literally the worst way to start a season. Yeah, the, the thing that quite excited me was to see the starting lineups before the game kicked off. I just love the fact that, that he went with, because we spoke about Mount or Barkley, well, he went with both. Yeah. And Abraham up front, quite a brave thing to do. I thought Mount was okay. I thought, I thought it, yeah, I, I think it's a shame for Chelsea they lost 4-0, obviously, but the <laughs> manner of the defeat, because they should have, I think uh, Martin Tyler said, or Gary Neville said just before half time, he said, Lampard will wonder how his team are not going in level here. Mm. They, you know, they, they they played well. They they caused problems for Manchester United. And I think that actually that scoreline doesn't really tell us an enormous amount about Chelsea. It doesn't tell us an awful lot about Manchester United. Manchester United will revel in that victory and they should. It was always going to be which team dealt with the pressure of having Jose Mourinho watch them the best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we found out, <laughs> but the, I mean, because the key moment was p- probably the Zuma on Rashford, uh, the Zuma mm. penalty. That, that swung massively. The pendulum swung then. Although swang, it swung, it had a little swangled. Yeah, yeah, but although it did have a little swang, but Chelsea still played well for that that kind of first hour. The second goal killed it off. Um, but I'd, I'd love the fact that he played Mount. I mean, imagine if you're a Chelsea Youth Academy product or in the Chelsea Youth Academy. And you see Mason Mount, who played last season at Derby. I understand it's under the same manager, but he played in the Championship, played well last season. Mm. There he is starting for one of the biggest clubs in the country, in Europe, you could argue, against Manchester United, another one of the biggest clubs in the world. Mm. That's... You know, it may end in tears for Lampard. I appreciate that, but it's, the fact it's, it's is, ended in tears, kind of after a four 0 defeat as well. Yeah. Though, well, but it? you so, I mean, take you the point. Mason Mount set every other academy prospect at Chelsea back three years in their development. Because, <laughs> well, well, we tried it, and this is what happens. Well, I don't. I think that <laughs> will he be more conservative at home? Well, a bit. But Mount and Abraham as well both came through the Chelsea academy. There they are starting the game. Is this not what we want to see? This is what we and, and it almost feels that there's like some sort of I don't know mini kind of 
revolution teetering away well, because the, I mean, the playing style that the whole English what game... What happened to the Night King south of the border? That's all I'm saying. South of the wall. wall exactly. Mark doesn't know. He won't no, know. he doesn't know. Then don't laugh at his tweet then. <laughs> no, he can, he can laugh if he wants. He yeah. laughs at my jokes all the time, Pete. Jealous. Yeah. But he doesn't um, know it. There were apparently 22 English starters at the top six clubs this weekend, the most in almost six years. They had an average age of just 23 and a half. So... Mm. Um, that that tells its own story. I thought I actually thought Christian Pulisic was unlucky not to start after the fact that he's done really well in pre-season. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been that they felt that certain other players were better off at dealing with the attacking threat that May United offered and would yeah. work back more. But I, Barkley had a really poor game. Yeah. He didn't really do an awful lot. Um, Jorginho and Kovacic didn't do much protecting the back four. It was it was a, it was a difficult day at the office for for Chelsea. And it is so funny how um, the narrative turns because everyone pretty much was saying the first manager to lose his job this season will be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm. It might still be. Well, this but is it, it. Not I that. think the scoreline doesn't say an awful lot. I think Chelsea... I didn't say that on my predictions and that's the most important Don't thing. reveal it. I'm not revealing it. it. Could right, be a bluff. I might have said it. Could be a bluff. Who Morgan, Morgan Schleidenen for, for red cards? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, another thing, sorry Marcus, another yeah. thing that's worth pointing out I think is, is, this, is this idea that Paul Bogba this one-to-way superstar player who mm-hmm. used to be the captain and used to be the penalty taker is now no longer either, but quietly bustled through the game, got two assists, and may not have won 4-0. He played well. Yeah, if, if, if he carries on like that, there will be all the fuss will be forgotten about fairly quickly. Well, yeah. Yeah, if he plays like that and he stops going on about moving away, hmm. no sooner they they won the game and all, he's like, yeah, I'm going to play professional, yeah, I'll be a professional player for Manchester yeah, but... Off the back of a 4 0 win, and you've played well, Paul. Don't keep going on about moving. If the move <laughs> happens, then you're away. Just, yeah. just, just let it let it settle. Um, but it was Manchester United's new signings that uh, that caught the eye as well. Wan Bissaka just looked at very very at home in the uh, in the Manchester United red. Yes, he just looked so calm and so almost like a touch of no, I don't want to say swag, a confidence. Well, early mm. indications show that he's not going to be the kind of character who's going to be daunted by players. Exactly. He's a, he's a marvellous player and, and and England are very, very lucky at right back at the moment. Trent yeah. Alexander-Arnold, of course. Wan-Bissaka, who hasn't even got a cap, I don't think. Southgate would have said to him, don't worry, pal. <laughs> you'll very much be in there. You're at May United now, so you'll get 70 in <laughs> <laughs> But he Whatever could be happens. the Manchester United starting right back if, if he plays like this. No one to put too much pressure on him for the next 10 years. The, the, think of the age it is, unless of course he gets a move to a bigger side. Um, and next to him, Harry Maguire as well, who made a difference. I mean, Mourinho was very effusive with his praise of, of Hazard Maguaza, mm. who, who played well and, and, and it's a great signing for did them. He go any raid, did he go on any raiders though? I don't. I can't recall uh, him doing much raiding. He which... got a lot of touches of the ball. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know... Again, he'll get that. <laughs> the, the European champion right back is also English. Don't forget that. He is. So, well, no, that's what I said. Him yeah. and Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. there's, there's, there's They'll a They'll be vying there. for it, won't they? Carl Walker as well. Maybe yeah. if Trips, Kieran Trippier starts, <laughs> you know, if Pete Donaldson will move back to right back. I've said this Let's to him Let's not turn this into a, an, an extended England tree tease from Marcus Brother because we right. have plenty of those throughout the season anyway. <laughs> what, what about Daniel James's goal? He's Welsh, I'm not interested. How much, <laughs> <laughs> how much does that mean to him? Don't care. It meant a lot. I, <laughs> yeah. remember, I, th- I thought to myself, yeah, if, if you were playing in the championship last season and then you got a fairly surprise move, I think it's fair to say, to Manchester mm. United. Come on, score your goal. I mean, yes, you want to see someone celebrate like that. <laughs> the only thing is, and we'll get to this in a minute, is it would have been annoying if VAR had chalked it off. Yeah. Um, but there we are, I'll say that. Man United fans will be loving the fact, I presume, that they've got a young kid there, mm-hmm. a young British player, who obviously means a hell of a lot to play for Man United. Mm-hmm. Because I think Man United fans will, and I'm not saying I've got that much sympathy for them, because they've had their time, Um 
they're going to feel like they've been overshadowed by some other clubs in the Premier League oh, this season. Time. And so for a young, exciting player to come, and not only come, but score, mm-hmm. and it means a lot to play for Man United. And I know he's had issues personally, and that's that's why it was an emotional occasion for him. But it looked like he yeah. really wanted to play for them. And I think that's, that's something that Man United fans, if I were a United fan, I'd be looking at that and going, great, that makes me feel really, really good, Marcus and Pete. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. The feel-good factor was there. I just wonder how much that performance and the result will transcend for the rest of the season, if you see what I mean. Mm. Because Chelsea were rather poor at the back. Yes, they're a good side. Um, so just an air of caution. But yeah. there's no doubt there's the feel-good factor is there. And what I really like about what Scholzschild is doing is, is the way the forward line goes. You can see why he didn't want Lukaku in there, mm. that type of forward. Because Martial, with the number nine on his back, playing quite, you know, Pretty much, they swapped as well. Him and Rashford, exactly. Bit, yeah. Him and Rashford, and um, uh, oh, blimey, who else started up there? I can't think. You know, Pereira uh, was supporting as well. well it was uh, Lingard, wasn't it? Lingard was yeah. was was involved. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Rashford and, and Martial, the pace to burn, they can score goals. The way Rashford took his second goal, you think wonderful confidence. Mm. There's sometimes been a few question marks over over Rashford's finishing, but he's still young. Uh, but we know he can finish well. And the way Daniel James showed the confidence to sm- put that ball in off the defender, yep. it, was, it was amazing. It was it was really really good. Was it, so- was it ironic that um, they got uh, the fourth was, an, was a deflected goal against Frank Lampard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, fitting perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's, know if there's any. Is this the curtain raiser that uh, the Manchester United fans have deserved for a good few seasons now? Uh, they always, but they always win the first game, especially at Old Trafford. <laughs> but uh, but, yeah. the, but, the, but they had a terrible record against top six teams last season. Mm. Well, I think so, that was yeah. Someone said that Daniel James has equaled Lukaku's record, record against, the against the top six. It's a bit oh, harsh. Really he's a bit gone. harsh. He's a seventy odd <laughs> yeah. million pound player. He's got four goals in his today. We have a bit of respect. He's yeah. got his head out of a window in Italy. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> um, but Manchester United with Maguire and Lindelof in defence. That's a settled centre-back partnership, you would think. Mm. And they've struggled for... I, mean, I think Smalling, Jones and Rocco weren't even in the squad. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Manchester United fan... They've got a lot of centre-backs. Yeah, they do. There is reason, massive reason, to be optimistic. See what happens with Pogba. If Pogba stays and he knuckles down, that would be that would be very, very good. If he leaves, then, then some of the circus has gone as well. But um, one man who escaped the shellacking of Manchester United was David Luiz! He's, he's off. He's gone to Arsenal. Um, I think that's not a bad signing for Arsenal. Chelsea fans didn't take it well, though. Linked back up with um, Unai Emery. Well, I'd take it, take it even worse this morning after yesterday. I mean, yeah, you think because, so. Because he's, you know, I know he's got his own detractors and he makes his mistakes and, and he takes risks, but he's an elite player and I think he, ma- I think he massively strengthens, strengthens Arsenal. And I, I know he didn't yeah. feature yesterday, but he... Um, he strengthens them for sure and I think linking back up with Emery as well is a positive thing I, and for £8 million pounds, I think it's a really good signing I don't yeah. know people going oh you calamity blah, blah, blah. have you seen what Arsenal have had hmm. recently I think, it's, I think it's a good signing but Chelsea fans didn't take it very well they bombarded um, David Luiz's restaurant with poor reviews one star reviews <laughs> did they really? yeah they did yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, people some of the captions weren't very captions some of the um, comments comments weren't very nice terrible service disgusting food Another fan wrote, saw people having photos with a big rat that had curly hair. <laughs> big rat. <laughs> <laughs> so petty. <laughs> that had curly hair. <laughs> oh, that's biting satire, that is. <laughs> David Luiz is a big rat. Yeah. He's put in a lot of hours in service at that club. And also, I mean, Champions League winner, he's won several. You don't win the amount of trophies that he's won without being a good quality player. And you don't, win, you don't play under the managers he's played under without being um, you know, a top-level operator. And given that 
what Arsenal had there before was pretty threadbare. Mm-hmm. They'd be, that's an absolute coup for them. I it think. is, because Gianni's yeah. gone, obviously, and Mustafi's still there. So yeah. I think it's a great sign. But, but having said that, Arsenal did keep a clean sheet at the weekend. Against and, and, Newcastle. And that does mean something, because I think Arsenal had the fewest clean sheets in the Premier League away from mm. home last season, in the whole Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. So for them to start with one is, is obviously a positive well, sign. Well, they, they would have been very relieved that uh, Andy Carroll wasn't in the squad. Oh, he's, he's sat in the um, in the stand with the. Uh, he's coming. Is that idol written on his He's coming. He's coming. Oh, I forgot that we didn't really talk about this on uh, Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Andy Carroll's back. Look, if you can't get behind that, that's a lovely little bit of ramble trophy. Come, Come on, Andy Carroll back at Newcastle. Why didn't? Why was did he not? He, did he not sign early enough to feature him? Presumably he did. Oh, he's, he's so not injured. Fit. Oh, he's so I was about to say, do you think he's fit? No, when he when he signed, he said, uh, I've already started running outside. Oh, OK. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, Andy. Outside. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah. How would you rate your fitness? I can run outside. <laughs> oh, I can run on any surface. Because you know all our games are outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Premier League indoor. Oh, I, th- I just thought he wasn't match fit, but he's not fit at all. No, he's not fit fit. OK, right. I don't think he's been match fit since Liverpool, has he? Is he still a professional footballer? <laughs> I don't know. They got him in a free. Uh, Manchester City obviously won 5-0. That's what they do. VAR was causing a stir at the London Stadium and in other stadiums around the country. Mm. Of course, Wolves also denied a win against Leicester. Um, tedious. Uh, tedious. I d- uh, An inauspicious start, like Luke said. Yeah, I mean, it's. I know VAR is here. I wonder if we'll live to regret that. I, I found, <laughs> I found the, the, the dystopian female voice at Old Trafford. Oh yes, was weird. That, that was it? odd. So she was going. She was, every so often there would be like a. I, I don't. VAR. I can't remember the exact. It's quite word. robotic. It was like, VAR check in progress. <gasps> And then it'll need, be like they need to get like a hologram like Blade Runner twenty five. Yeah. It was a bit Blade Runner. Yeah. And then at the end, she would, go, she would go VAR check complete. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Cybernet system Cybernet. Yeah, I oh. just I sort of think to myself we'll be doing Creepy. away doing away with the refs and the linos <laughs> soon enough. Well, the, the way that it's being implemented, and I've said this before, that Sterling offside at, at, yeah. at and um, I almost said the bowling then at the London Stadium. <laughs> um, there's no need for an assistant referee. You, you, yeah. you literally don't need one. Yep. Because all they're going to do is confuse the issue by putting the flag up and stopping someone scoring when it might not be offside or yep. whatever. So yep. I know they put their flag up a lot later now for that reason. Right. Um, but to me, it's. And you see some people, some ex-pros or even some current pros or, or pundits or whatever saying, well, look, it's either offside or it isn't. I don't know what the complaining is about. But then offside wasn't really drawn up for that reason. No. Offside mm. wasn't drawn up for the fact that a millimetre of Raheem Sterling's shoulder exactly. is offside in the build-ups. There's no goal. I mean, if you if you like that kind of thing, then you're different to me in terms of a football <laughs> fan because that's not what I'm there for it's at all. It's bollocks. And people say, <laughs> people say, oh, well, it's it, VAR's not the problem. I understand that. It's it's the rules. But this is the problem. You need to say, is it daylight? Is it, a, you know... And well, it's not daylight, is it? That's no, 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 no. Well, that's it. It's but apparently, apparently it's never been daylight. Apparently that's a myth. Yeah, mm. I, I, that's what I've heard. So it's any part of their body. But that... That, how was that Wolves the, goal that's chalked a, off? The, the VAR is not fit for, for, for purpose in that particular situation in that it, it's just... That why is the linesman doing something well, that the VAR isn't doing? But, why can't that decision be done um, almost immediately? Yeah. I, I, I can't understand but it. But this is the problem with, with the, the black and white nature of this. That Wolves goal against Leicester... But that was for handball, not for offside. That was for handball. Yeah. There's no way... That that should have been chalked off for my money. Well, we we, we had. Oh, but it was a handball to end of conversation. No, that that was a perfectly fine goal, and no Leicester player, if they'd have seen the replays, would have complained about that. The the um, the, the storyline of this is quite interesting because you had the way it was implemented in the Champions League last season, where mm. it was any 
hand or arm or whatever that mm. gave an advantage to an attacking player, um, the goal should have been disallowed. And then the Premier League came out and said, oh, actually, we're not going to be as harsh on that. We're not, we've asked our referees not to interpret it in that way. And so don't worry about it. And then we saw what happened yesterday, which where it, where it blatantly mm. was. And so if you're going to get into a situation where any time it hits a hand or an arm, whatever mm-hmm. the whatever the situation, yep. you're going to strap yourself in because you're going to get poor. a lot of those it's, the rest it's of the just, season. It's piss yeah. poor. And this is the thing. That that's why it, some of it is inter- open to interpretation for the referees. And that's football. That is exactly what it is. When mm. we see technology brought in in other sports, did the ball hit the bat before it hit the pad in yeah. cricket. Yeah. It's definitive. Yeah. In rugby, did the ball cross line. Goal line technology, absolutely brilliant. Great introduction to football. But offsides, I'm fairly certain, unless I'm massively overstepping, if, we, if we've got you know, fantastic technology that, 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 that comes with these decisions uh, in fractions of a second, mm. there should be some technology that allows you to figure out when uh, a, a goal, when somebody passes a ball, uh, somebody clicks a button, basically says, you know, so, someone's lofted a ball forward or mm-hmm. kicked a ball forward, and then the computer just... Yeah. detect which player is in front of the other and then the decisions are like that otherwise yeah. we can't use it for, for, for uh, offside yeah if, you, yeah if you can do something as you say where it bang and it'll maybe mm. there's a, a message in the linesman's ear or something mm. like that it might be a late flag mm. but you'd rather a late flag rather than everybody go mad and celebrate and then... but, but you know Jonathan Wilson obviously of this parish as well and then um, does a show on Saturday with you Marcus he was saying on Twitter this weekend that you're getting into the situation now where the frame rate that's being played back mm-hmm. for the VAR referee right. in in Stockley Park is actually not indicative of because because it condenses it down to a certain amount of frames per second, right? Mm. So how how are they choosing which frame when yeah. the ball's played, yeah. and how are they choosing which frame when the guy is offside or not offside? Well, this is because it. because the playback is at a far lower frame rate than the capture is. What do you mean? I say in like so you so they, like a high uh, 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 an HD camera can capture like two hundred fifty frames per second or something, mm. but the playback is far lower than that. Right. Okay. So, so you're, you're you're essentially deciding which frame to choose, and if and and so the ball the, the foot will be in contact with the ball when mm. the ball is technically played for a load of frames. Well, yeah, but daylight daylight in between the foot and the. And but the well, what? It's just, <laughs> there you go. The point that we're even having this conversation <laughs> yes, exactly. in a knockabout football show yep. is is perhaps not the point for some people because they say that the rule, the law should be correctly applied. Mm. I think we have a consensus here. I think that the laws need to be redrawn and changed to accommodate this at the very least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would prefer it just to be just got rid of, but if we are going to, I feel a bit like you're not going to be able to to halt the tide of, of, of development and, and of progress. Mm. So I think a compromise will at the very least be that they need to revisit the laws and how they look, because we are going to end up talking about this every single week. Otherwise. You're, you're mm. absolutely right. Before we go for a, a break, Raheem, we should say Man City were very good. Raheem, Raheem Sterling was superb, <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and, 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 and that Raheem Sterling offside thing I mean they won 5-0 so it doesn't matter yeah. if that's a, if that's a, if that's a well, game at the end it. of the season yep. I mean you know it's the margins but they were brilliant um, Pellegrini was kicking off I think wasn't he about Tactical one fouls and... well that's something Pete Donaldson has been talking about for a long time don't like it mate yeah you've got um, you've got a, 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 you've got an acolyte in Manimal Pellegrini they're the engineer <laughs> indeed yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Man City they're, they're top of the league of course after the first week um, on goal scored outscoring <laughs> yeah. Liverpool and Manchester United well, goal difference goal difference sorry yeah, yeah, goal yeah. difference yeah. Yeah. Um, a record they haven't got thus far is going the whole season at the top of the league and I'll leave in that in the US there. they call that wire to wire don't is they? that right Yeah. so Man City have not gone wire to wire no and it wouldn't shock me if they did this season well, it's, you know Liverpool um, started, the se- started the season on Friday obviously very impressively and, and 
I know Norwich, had, there was a, some weird stats about Norwich having a lot of shots and all the rest of it, but it, it, Liverpool were far and away brilliant. Mm. And then for, for, for their fans, it must be a bit like, oh God. Right, so we win pretty handily and we could have won by a lot more, but we didn't. And now Man City just knock off five goals away from home easily. Against a side that we talked up in pre-season saying they're looking good, they've made some good... But they do have a very poor record against Man City. Doesn't everybody? They're 22-1 down aggregate now against Man City. They can still get it back. I was going to say, under, uh, Guardiola. was that one and away goal or not? I'm just trying to work <laughs> yeah, out if yeah. they need a 21 or 22 <laughs> yeah. goal swing. Um, all right, we'll be crunching those numbers. We'll work we that speak. out in the break. See you in a moment. <laughs> Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Welcome back to Football Ramble Daily, everybody. Yeah, um, I, I thought I'd um, come back off the break and talk a bit about our Discord because there's been some highlights this week. And of course, Discord is our chat server available for people who are patrons and you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month by going to patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily. Um, Discord user Ben Downey found a restaurant menu where certain dishes are named after high-profile managers. Do you want to have a guess? <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, t- I'll give you the name of the manager. You can guess the dish, mm. if you like. First up, uh, the Conta, as in Antonio Conta. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so what is it? The signature dish? Um, it's just... It's, I'll, I'll, give you a, um, I'll give you a clue. It's in the snacks and wraps section. Snacks and wraps. Of a, of a food menu, mm. and they're named after managers. What do you think the Conta is? The Conta. I would go for... Oh. There's no rhyme or reason to this, really. You, you're no. going to try and work it out. You're not going to be Fish able taco. to. Fish taco. No, it's got to be something hot and spicy. Right. Uh, it's sort of a uh, Mexican-y sort of type of thing. A, a portion of chips. Oh. Can what? I have a conta? It's a portion of chips. <laughs> um, Klopp. Do you know what the Klopp is? Um, uh, German sausage. This is no, the thing. They, a they're waffle. Off, they're off, a waffle. Like no, a pressed waffle. It's a Parma ham wrap. They're oh. having a giggle at I know. Mourinho. The Mourinho is a Cajun melt wrap. All right. Um, the Sim- the Simeone is a quinoa wrap. I'm going right. to say. Go I'll give you the last one. The the Allegri bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason at all, the Allegri is a fish, is fish and chips. Um, what? Um, giggle here. Yeah, my other highlight of the Discord this week has been people sharing their pre-match meals, mm. uploading photos onto the Discord. 
Marcus will be absolutely delighted mm-hmm. to know. Uh, lots of full English breakfast. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> black pudding. Uh, black bit of black pudding. Yeah. Nice. Bit of black. So if you want to get involved in that or indeed any other yeah. chat with uh, with fellow Ramble uh, listeners and and us, of course, it's patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily. Yeah. Five pounds. Five, as, many, as little as five dollars a month. Although you can contribute more should you wish. So it's in dollars? It is in dollars, yeah. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, or is it? I don't know what the pounds do these days. <laughs> uh, my goodness, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's have some emails with PD. You email shortfootballrambledaily.com And now PD is reading it out. Well done. I forgot the new uh, Ramble email address and I remembered it by singing that song in my head. So it works, people. It I works. had that stuck in my head all week. Yes. Over the weekend, I managed to get rid of it. And uh, now it's back, back. baby. It's back. <laughs> now it's back. People are missing the bees, but the bees are over. Deal with it. Bees, go away. They'll be instinct soon. Don't get need stuffed. them. Uh, hello to uh, Thomas. Hi, Ramblers. My dad recently turned 50, so it's taking my mum, sister, and I on a trip down to Buenos Aires. Wow, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Big, isn't it? Um, Great city. As we are both big football fans, he decided to try and get us tickets to watch the uh, Copa Libertadores at Champions at River Plate. He said it was difficult to get tickets, but he got a good deal with the tour company. On the way to the stadium, he said, Oh, by the way, these are corporate seats, the only mm. ones I could get. Marcus has woken up. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've been there, it wasn't corporate, it was very much sitting this, on a concrete block. Is this the most elongated uh, Marcus spot ever? <laughs> as he, Marcus was in there. With the he was peeing off the top of You deck. boys have had more corporate experiences than I have. <sighs> it's all about the narrative though, mate. I thought, uh, I thought perhaps we'd uh, get a steak and chips in a posh restaurant. Uh, we turned up, there was a room about 20 foot by 10 foot with four bean bags, a couple of sofas, some empanadas and uh, perhaps the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a football stadium, a barber giving out free haircuts to the patrons. How about that? I actually need a haircut at the moment, so <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be all over that. Yeah. yeah, that's not available on our patron, by the way. <laughs> From the might boss. be. I'll give him a go. Yeah, yeah. Get on the, the hundred well. tier. Get on the hundred tier. Give you a group. Pete's got a greelish, hasn't he? At the moment, <laughs> well, it's not free then, is it? Yeah. Well, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen at a stadium? It's got. I mean, there's there's got to be people who can beat the barber thing. So do get in touch. Um, show at football ramble. Football ramble daily. Sing it. It'll be easier. I can't get it right. <laughs> yeah. uh, hello to uh, Richard Thompson. All right, Pete. As much as I like the new jingle, I do find it slightly patronising. Congratulating me on having someone else read my email, which is generally the minimum I expect for such a communication. <laughs> having said that. Um, uh, if this does get read out, I'll take uh, all of the plaudits that come my way. And if that is the Richard Thompson, <laughs> head of Fairport Convention and guitarist extraordinaire yeah. mm-hmm. and almost single handed founder of the folk movement in England, yeah. I think we take his feedback on the fair song. Fair dues, fair <laughs> dues. Yeah. We would. Ma- yeah. Mark Carr's got in touch. He, he'll probably write a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Carr's got in touch. I'm a loyal listener and really enjoy the daily format for the new season. Uh, I respect the opinions of all the hosts and really enjoy their insight. But I absolutely hate the new song for the email portion of the show. It makes me cringe and turn down the volume every time I hear it. <laughs> you email shortfootballrambledaily.com And now Pete is reading it out. Well done. So there's another, there's another slightly sort of slightly different melodic version of that, isn't there? Yeah. You've got two versions, right? I think this one's better. Yeah. It's more passionate. Bit of minor in there, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's more wintry. Oh, wow. 
That's to me, that should be the rain start. is lashing down. Mm. I thought know you mean. Oh, he's looking, gazing wistfully out the maybe window. Maybe they should exactly. add some raindrops. It's, no, it's, it's a bit November rain, that. Yeah. That's got to be the start. And I think the one at the end, the other one should be the one at the end. Because okay. it's kind of like a refrain, isn't it? All it's right. like I, a I might put some raindrops on the first By one. By the way, did, did you just go over the the question that our first emailer asked? What was it? What? I forgot what's it. the weirdest thing you've seen at a ground? Yeah. Oh, well, people can get in touch about yeah, that. Oh, I see. What's yours? Should I play the jingle? I would say a home goal at Fratton Park. Didn't they win on the weekend? Yeah, did. More on that later. Okay. <laughs> uh, I once saw Batman running around uh, the American R in Brazil in mm. Rio. Nice. That's Southern weird. crimes. Yeah. Was it like a Bruce Wayne, like a um, old-fashioned 60s Batman, or was it like a more <laughs> was, modern one? He was the other side of the stadium, but yeah, I know Batman when I see him. Yeah, but what you know that they're... Yeah, sure. No, yeah. no, it was... Uh, George Clooney with nipples? Anyone? It was a bit more Clooney than... than um, Rooney. What do you call him? Uh, <laughs> Bale? No. Adam the, West. The, Adam, Adam West. West. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wonderful, though. Mm. Uh, endorse all that. Mm. Great. He was on his own. That was a bit. It wasn't like there was a group of them all dressed up. He was on his own, Peter. <laughs> lonely Batman. But that's if you, the life that's of a the superhero curse. can yeah, be lonely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going anywhere near him. But you'd, hope, you'd hope that um, Robin would be with him at some point, and or indeed his butler. What's his butler called? <laughs> Alfred. Alfred. That's it. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I'm thinking Jeffrey. Fresh Prince. No, you're thinking, you're thinking that. Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. God, I'd love that. Batman's butler could be Jeffrey from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It'd be very good. Master Bros. Yeah. Uh, all right, then. Um, let's move on to Tottenham Hotspur beating Aston Villa. Mm. Good first half from Villa. Pochettino was very honest afterwards, wasn't he? Too honest. So he messed it up. Messed Did he? Up. I messed, I messed it up, up, mate. Yeah, but he also... Oh, he really also messed up. He yeah. also... <laughs> I messed up, Master Bruce. Um, <laughs> he also was uh, sort of denied Christian Eriksen... Uh, the, the, the game-changing effect he mm. had. He was like, well, you, know, you sort of came on, but I mean... Uh, yeah, we could have lost out. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think we would have won anyway. Yeah. Um, he, said, he said, I'm very happy. Like what? I told you before, I was happy with my squad and now to add more players, I'm so happy with the way uh, the squad's come together. I was happy before. I'm happy plus. I'm a happy man. And I'd be happy if Levy spent more yeah. money as well. <laughs> yeah, someone's really protesting a bit too much. Yeah. Why, why is he talking like this, Pochettino? It's strange, oh. isn't it? But he, he um, obviously Eric's not a big impact, but the change in the shape had a big impact as well. And I think Aston Villa showed, but it gave a good account of themselves, didn't they? Oh, they did. John McGinn's a great player. I know, I know, I'm late to the party saying that, and maybe I didn't say it enough last season. But he's a fantastic uh, player. Um, when they changed it up, Spurs, they they found it a lot easier. And then Dombele had a brilliant second half of the game. Did you say McGinn's goal was a bit Jean-Pierre Papin? I would actually. Yeah, I would I say that. Do. I think I, th- I I very much appreciate you uh, mentioning it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you would. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping for Tom Heaton to cle- keep a clean sheet. He made some good saves, by the way. England's number two. Yeah, he yeah. was brilliant. Well, Nick Popey's back now, isn't he? There's a, there's a proper tussle. Clean sheet and a big three 0 win. Tussle for two. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, but uh, Dombele with a, with a lovely goal. Yeah, he, what I liked about that is he, he he smashed it home and he's like back to the half, back to the back to our own half, lads. <laughs> yeah. the point's not good enough here. No, the professionalism of the man. Uh, I do I did enjoy that. But yeah, Ericsson did change the game. Now, if Ericsson goes, there's still a bit of a question mark there. What would you fancy Spurs doing? I mean, they've got attacking options. Well, they've got well. no sales for to come in, haven't they? Exactly. But Ericsson, considering he is. Probably one of the best players in the league, you would say in that in that position. That they would miss an awful lot if he went. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would like them to to say, look, you're not you're not going. I yeah. know it's easier said than done. Mm. But the, the, the talk earlier in the summer was that Ericsson wanted to go to Real Madrid and nowhere else. That was it. It was like that or nothing. Mm. Yeah, but Real and then Madrid... that link came out with Atletico Madrid, mm. and people. I can think maybe people just thought oh, he really wants to move to the city of Madrid or something. Yeah, <laughs> but because um, he, he turned down the move to Man United, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Quite famously. Um, I don't know, we'll have to see because obviously the transfer window in Europe doesn't close for a little bit but yeah. Eric Lamella's been brilliant in pre-season mm-hmm. I don't think he had a ter- terrible 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 game but 
the formation they play, which was I suppose designed to free up Lamella with Winks sort of holding, yeah. didn't didn't really work. Sure. And there's no subtlety to Sissoko's play. I mean, he's he's a, he's a good solid operator and he's yeah. a, he's an, he's energy, but he's he's not got he's got no finesse to his play. Um, although I think he might have got an assist in that game. But um, when they changed it up, the formation and the introduction of Ericsson, from what I was watching, made made all the difference. And um, but but Aston Villa they started very very well. They, they did, did start well. It was a shame for Grealish the way he got caught in possession, which led to the second goal. But that run he made in the first yes. half when he burst forward, I was like, oh, he's a, he's a bit a, more of that, Jack. Him and McGinn in the middle, great play, just great players. And I think that, that might be the difference for Villa this season. But having said all that, I don't actually think it's the most intelligent thing to do to be analysing too much on the first day of the season. I know what you mean. I know I mean, what you I, mean. I went, they came I, out the blocks, didn't they, Villa? And it was just like, yeah. well, any team can do that in the first half an hour of a play. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, the promoted teams can be a bit like the, the kid who's gone to big school on the first day. Mm. legging it around the playground, really happy. Mm. Um, Blackpool. Or a, bit, or a bit timid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Perhaps, yes. But but the um, the the point I was just going to make mm. is that when you saw that Norwich played Liverpool at Anfield on the opening day, you think, okay, that's a real tough ask for them. And I don't know if we mentioned it last week or not, I can't remember. But you can make an argument that that's the best time to play them because mm. you might catch them cold. You don't know yeah. what you're going to get from them. We were them. wrong. We were wrong on that. Yeah, yeah. they absolutely <laughs> battered them. <laughs> Men against boys. But... If you've got to play them at some point. You do. You know. Yeah, I think the, the first week is, is sort of a bit of a free hit. And I think with Norwich, it, the, the fact they scored was great. They kept the scoreline down because going in, what was it, 4-0 at halftime? You did fear for them a little bit. Mm. Uh, so, it was, so it was good they scored. Uh, the fa- it gives the fans a little bit of a cheer and you think, okay, right, blimey, that's what we're up against. That is one of the hardest places, one of the hardest games we'll have all season. Mm. But it is quite interesting seeing newly promoted sides. And as I said, this this sort of, Slight uh, revolution is far too strong a word, but this sort of sea change of playing the ball out from the back, we see it in even the lower leagues now. And one of the sides who have quite an exciting formation and attacks is Sheffield United. Oh, Danny, was... Danny Mills told me they play long ball stuff and they're really direct. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, 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 we'll all have to have rethink that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stop the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Chris Wilder, he needs to know what his yeah. tactics are. Because I heard Brian Dean on the radio over the weekend. Dean, he was, Dean. He was asked about Danny Mills' comments. Yeah. And Brian Dean, I, I was thinking, maybe it's because he scored the first goal of the Premier League era and he Dean. always looks really happy. Mm. Um, and he's always been very patient about being asked about that. Because yeah. anytime he ever gets asked about anything, it's right. about what, what does it feel like to score the first goal in the Premier League ever. Yeah. And he's always really nice about it. So Just I, another season. I was thought, I'm Brian Dean the goal machine. Yeah, so oh, I was man. thought, he's obviously a really nice bloke. He's mm. in that Coca-Cola advert at the moment, isn't he? Everyone's loving him. Right. Ah. First question, what do you make of Danny Mills' comments, Brian Dean? I think you should be absolutely ashamed of him. <laughs> <laughs> or words to that effect. He was, he was fuming about it. So Look, um, I, I understand. I understand. That sometimes, <laughs> you know, pundits and hey, you know, we do it exactly. You might get something wrong because I think That's a lower pay grade. But I think, but I think the difference, not not Danny Mills. I, I, I think, I think this, an absolute, you're absolutely right to say that, and we should be self-aware enough to understand that you don't there is a but right. here, though, isn't it? Well, there is a but because I think that Danny Mills's comes from rank laziness. Yes, and ours doesn't. Ours comes from the fact that you can't be across all. 150 teams all yeah, over exactly. Europe that you've got to talk about. Exactly. Right? We can't be across absolutely everything. So it was a great win for Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were shit. <laughs> um, I'm fed up that long ball football. I tell you what though, when all said and done, Fox in the box, Billy Sharp, just getting a little toe ender. On the, sh- a sh- the sharp shooter? That was lovely. It's, yeah. It was one of the moments of the weekend, unless you were a Bournemouth or Sheffield. i tell you who was most pleased about it, Ollie McBurney, who massively miscued his uh, clear-cut chance. Yeah, yards he did, he did. <laughs> yeah. um, amazing though. I mean, he was one of the four players who started uh, uh, with Chris Wilder in League One three years ago. 
And there he is scoring in in the Premier League. Absolutely super. So it's, by, it's kind of like it's the team he supports, isn't it? As well, he's called. They call him yeah, Mister yeah, Sheffield yeah. United. You know what he, I mean? He's also had a terrible time of it in his personal life. He's mm. had a very difficult time over, over the years, and and delighted for him to get a goal in the Premier League. At, at, and I mean, the age he is, yeah. which is much younger than all of us, of course, but in Premier League terms, he's, he's thirty three. Yeah, he's an old man. So um, it was great to see um, him come off the bench and have an effect and have an impact. But the, celeb- the scene's a celebration. <laughs> it's an 88th minute goal in your Premier League, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. first Premier League game of the season. VAR so. has c- confirmed that that one's allowed. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it hadn't, if it hadn't, I think we would have all said, I'm sorry, VAR. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. That one's standing. Billy Sharp. <laughs> Imagine that. What have you ruled that one out for? That fella. Funny, who gra- it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The fella who grabbed the I want the to be evil. <laughs> the fellow who grabbed the Bournemouth steward by the head was like, ah, and all this kind of stuff. I'm yeah. sorry, that would have been counted as a draw. Do not yeah, I could grab have ruined people's that. heads. Um, Chris Wilder was saying that uh, they, they had their, as he called it, their pre-match walk through the town mm. of Bournemouth at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Do teams do this? <laughs> He's got some interesting ideas, Chris Wilder. Well, it was about 11 o'clock in the morning and Sheffield is a fair way away from Bournemouth, obviously, on the south coast. Um, but he said that a load of Sheffield United fans saw them and came piling out of one of the pubs and were like, hey, lads. And it was like, oh, didn't realise this was going to happen. Well, I think if you can play three at the back and have overlapping centre-backs, it's you can have a gravy. walk in the town before. <laughs> different gravy um, granules. A news, uh, sorry, a match report I read from mm-hmm. someone, I forget who it was now, so apologies to them, was saying that it was a, they're an amazing team to watch Sheffield United yep. because they have these, these, these centre-backs that are allowed to do these certain things. But they said that John Egan, who plays in the middle of the mm-hmm. three centre-backs, he almost acts as like a quarterback. Yeah. He's dictating. He's calling people back, saying when people can go forward. Yeah. And, and he's almost like the on-field general for Chris Wilder. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting throughout the season. Um, it's not the hardest task to play um, Bournemouth away on the first day, so they would have taken that, wouldn't they, when the fixture list came out? They would have done. To come away from, a, from that with a point is... Um, is, is decent. Well, Manchester City only beat them 2-1 with a very late goal last season, but that was last season. We're talking about this season. Exactly. The half-time entertainment at Bournemouth. All I've got on this is a fan from each team attempted to beat up Cherry Bear, the right. Bournemouth mascot. I assume that's the a wife kid. of Tony Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! What did she do to deserve that? She's a barrister. Treat us some respect. She's a bar- yeah. Bar- goodness. Um, yeah. I assume there's an age cap on that. Yeah, <laughs> some bit all right. My yeah. turn is it? Yeah, <laughs> blimey! So, so uh, Sean Bean doing it? Yeah, it could have been. Could have been, couldn't it? Could be yeah. Beanie. Yeah, I just want to play a few nights. Yeah, <laughs> and at the end of the halftime entertainment, Sean Bean gets his head chopped off. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, James. I had to. I had to. What, what was he? What did he do? You sound like Bob Mortimer doing an impression now. Ah, yeah, <laughs> I should stop. Yeah, it's Nick Hewer or bust with me. You should just stop. Um. And I'll carry on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but eight English managers in the top flight this season. You're on a real English tip today, mate. Mm. Well, you know... Pete's going to start calling you Brexit in a minute. Boris Red Johnson's o. just got me feeling very encouraged about that. Is that right? It's optimism. And, and optimism. optimism. Super prisons. Optimism will win us the World Cup. Yeah. But, uh, but there were just four going into the season last time around. It will be surprising if there are six of those English managers left at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, but it is, it, it's good that a manager... We're honing in on Chris Wilder. A manager like him's come up from the championship, and often we talk about the Neil Warnocks who come up and they, you know, there was that statistic, was it knocking around last season, where the teams who tend to play the long ball and play direct, they're generally the ones who stay up. And Cardiff and Warnock, only just, but they bucked that trend last season, of mm. course, they, they went back down. Um, and now you see Sheffield United and, 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 and Villa and Norwich. Now I understand Norwich don't have a, a, an English manager, but. They look like they're going to try and play a bit of football. I know it didn't work out with Fulham last season, but that was 
I think that might be a bit different. I'm intrigued and I'm, and I'm hoping that these three sides actually manage to, to keep a bit of their identity. It is very, very difficult when you're winning most weeks in the championship to go up and then you have to adapt. And you do have to be a little bit realistic. You know, as Norwich found out, if you go to Anfield and try and go toe-to-toe, you're going to get blasted. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's it, it makes for interesting well, viewing. I, I would be less concerned about the style of play and trying to draw a comparison there than I would be the fact that realistically... In the Premier League this season, mm. and hey, this come, could come back to haunt me. There's probably only five teams that you'd think can, in realistic re- um, danger of being relegated. Of course, mm-hmm. the three promoted ones: yeah. um, Newcastle, and you know, maybe maybe Burnley or Bournemouth. I mean, who else, who else is realistically going to? Do you think will be down there? Well, Southampton and Brighton. I think Palace might have, have a bit of bother this season. Okay, so there's eight. Forget what I said. <laughs> but I mean, Brighton will there's think, at least eight in danger of relegation. Zaha will be down until soon. <laughs> yeah. But Brighton will think this is, hang on, we won 3 0. Oh, no, Jules Breach tomorrow on Jules Nandy is going to be absolutely cock a hoop for that, I'm telling you. Good so start. she should be. Amazing, yeah. amazing start. Was that, was that Brighton's largest ever top flight away win in Graham be. Potter's first game in charge. Must be. Must be. <laughs> oh, there's only one way to go from here. <laughs> to be fair, again, that's one of those results in which I think. Watford will think, how on earth did we lose that mm. 3-0? I wouldn't worry about Watford this coming season. And and another day, that would definitely not have been 3-0. <laughs> Brighton, nope, they were clinical. Fair play to them. Great win. The reason I didn't include Brighton in that is it's just because I've had I've just been inundated with people telling me how good Graham Potter is. Mm. Over and over and over again. Really? So maybe I've just I've just been seduced by that 3-0 away win. You might have been. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You guys are right. I'm completely wrong. Brighton and Palace do have it absolute they're absolutely in danger. Yeah. All right. Mm. Um Despite I'd, what happened at the weekend, I would like to to move on by talking about Tom Kearney's wand. Oh, you you were at Craven Cottage this weekend. Tom Kearney was waving that beautiful wand. A lovely goal. Cottage. Goal of the goal of the weekend for me. Yeah. <laughs> right oh, now, now he's now he's now the pressure's off. Back yeah. in the championship where he feels yeah. more comfortable. Is it because Mitrovic missed his uh, overhead kick? Mitrovic scored. Yeah. And did he, did he score his overhead kick? No, who? Not many people do score overhead kicks. That's a good point, actually. Uh, yeah. Mitrovic, he scored right at the end. Basically, Pete scored one on FIFA, didn't he? That's what we're. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah. We always yeah. talk about that. that right? okay. Oh, yeah. well done, Peter. Yeah. Um, with your computer games, um, <laughs> Mitrovic, he's still. Oh, Peter, he looks delighted. Did he play well? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fulham, were, you know, Fulham were, were playing right, very deep. They were taking advantage, certainly the first half of the free pass in the box yeah. to Alfie Mawson. <clears throat> usually you can tell teams just aren't used to that at all they look really lost yeah well Blackburn pressured them early mm. on and this is this is happening throughout the Football League now mm. Blackburn pressured them early on and Fulham did look a little bit nervy uh, at, at times and some of the home fans were getting slightly restless and this is, Fulham you know often have passed the ball especially under Jukanovic in the Championship mm-hmm. two scenes ago now um, but Harry Art is in the middle of the, the pitch for Fulham he drops deep comes to collect the ball from the centre halves it is interesting to see a, a player like Harry Arter who likes a bit of bit of spice a little bit of bite in there so uh, but I think I think Fulham look pretty good overall actually and, yeah. uh, and I, I'm intrigued it's lovely to see Knockart in a Fulham shirt did he play the whole game? Yeah, he was subbed off towards the end. But he was, he was chalking his boots. Oh he? man, he did so much width that that out ball to knockout. It's it's so handy to have. Yeah, oh, he's so, yeah. a great player at that level. Um, one th- one thing that may not have escaped the attention of many of our listeners, but it may have escaped the attention of a few others, is that Will Ferrell mm. was at Fratton Park this weekend. <laughs> I, had, I I can't stand celebrity fan kind of. Uh, so he's good friends with Michael Eisner. Apparently, he's right. not a fan of Portsmouth. No, that's okay. that he owns. Um, he owns. Um, Michael Eisner owned Sportsmouth, used mm. to be the think CEO of Disney. So that's how like, they know each other. And Will right. Ferrell was there. And and so um and that's fine. That yeah, and he went to meet the team afterwards and everything, and Portsmouth won the game and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. But 
this this kind of caught my attention on Quest, who have the highlights for, of the English Football League this season, mm-hmm. uh, and their report from Fratton Park. See how many um, Will Ferrell puns <laughs> this guy manages to fit into one minute 40. Is this going to make me cringe? Ready, here we go. Hollywood star Will Ferrell was in attendance at Fratton Park today, Tranmere attempting to play the Wedding Crashers. <laughs> at the time, Ronan Curtis scores every time. Not this one, though. His low drive saved by Scott Davis, the follow-up blocked by George Ray. Have you heard this, Marcus? No. In the packed crowd, it would be easy for Rovers to be just the other guys. Good. They gave mm. as good as they got. The Pompey defence bewitched by Kieran Morris, his shot just wide. The goal when it came was worth the wait. A corner not fully cleared, a midfield anchor man, Ben Gross. It's a lovely goal, by the way. Yeah. His best attempt at blue steel in celebration. Oh. This degenerated into an old school end to ender with chances galore. Marcus Harness and Curtis, the producers in this move. Oh. Lee Brown couldn't quite finish it off. Pompey kept pushing. Only for Andy Cannon to live up to his name and smash one off the post. That isn't even a punt. No, that's no. not a punt. I was doing it for that one. Next chance came from a corner. A former semi-pro, Manny Monte, given plenty of room for activities, but his head had bounced wide. The visitors at least trying to go down in a blaze of glory. This <laughs> afternoon delight was sealed with a quarter hour to go. Afternoon delight. Cleared off the line. Tom Naylor reacting quickest to make it 2-0. Then the game, well, it escalated quickly. Oh. <laughs> Brett Pittman's shot straight at Downing's head, but over the bar. This is better than I thought it would be. Moment to remember for birthday boy Brown. Nearly done, guys. But saved by Davis, Brown denied a first ever Pompey goal by the linesman's flag. The three points secure. You stay classy, Portsmouth. There it is. There's just a lot of anchorman in there. Too much anchorman. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think he said blaze of glory. Is it a blades of glory? Yeah, he, he was going for blades. He was going for blades, but he could, yeah. Apparently there's 14 in there yeah. in a minute and a half. It's pretty good. That's not it's bad. pretty good. It? Are we yeah. going to have that every time Portsmouth win? It was... <laughs> <laughs> the full match report. If you're still listening after that, um, <laughs> thanks very much for sticking around. I was Indeed. in uh, I was in uh, Rotterdam over the weekend. Oh, that's and I was, right. I was oh, watching you, a bit, And there was a um, Vitesse, Vitesse match on. And I I completely forgot that... Uh, well, I didn't, I, I'll level with you. I didn't actually know Slutsky's uh, there. Right, the yeah. doing his thing. I was in the group. I was like, oh, there's Lydia Slutsky. I love that the guy. The big sluts there. The big sluts. Oh. Uh, also, uh, Bayern Munich have uh, beaten a team 23-0. Yes. Are you having a bit of that? Is that a great bit of pre-season action? Was it not more? Was it 23? It's 23-23. Well, uh, Ergen, uh, who obviously not as good as... Uh, I was disappointed yeah. to hear that Lewandowski only scored a hat-trick. Yeah, it's a bit poor. <laughs> I'm sorry, he played about 10 minutes. True Talisa enough, yeah. Talisa scored four. So, the reason I know that happened is because someone sent a photo, tweeted me a photo of a guy <laughs> desperately trying in vain to stop Lewandowski scoring. <laughs> And he really looked like me, mm. but me about 10 years ago, right? <laughs> a lot slimmer. And actually doing exactly the same thing I used to do with football, <laughs> which is trying to stop people better than me scoring yeah. and, and failing. Faster than you. Well, 23-0, it, that result would mean that West Ham would, would claw back the aggregate against Manchester City. Yeah, it would. City. Yeah. That's, yeah. Something that's, that's all they need. something to aspire to. In a world where the Premier League works like that anyway, which it doesn't, <laughs> that's all they need. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. We've reached the end of the show. I think we reached the end a while ago. I think we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just the one ad break, that's what we're doing now, people. Um, thanks very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. I'll do my own ad break. And Bye, Pete's shirts. They're clean. Sometimes. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production.